Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Wednesday morning. I'm super excited to welcome back on the program, Cruz McCalligan. Cruz, great to speak to you today. How are you? I'm good. I think since we last spoke, it's now December and I'm allowed to be super Christmassy. Exactly. I'm glad you chose quite a Christmassy uh, topic for us. I should have played a Christmas jingle. Oh, oh okay. I'll, I'll get that prepared for, 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 for next time. There we go. There we, we've still got a few more weeks of December. We're good. Absolutely. We're good. So what have you picked for our listeners today? Um, we're going to talk about gingerbread. Nice. I, gingerbread. I, 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 I must admit, just now I, I, I had to clarify, you're talking about gingerbread or gingerbread man? So gingerbread. I'm just talking about gingerbread. Okay. Let me... um, because, um, because we will talk about how the gingerbread man came to be. But really, we're talking about gingerbread, which um, I had a little bit of gingerbread over the weekend. It was delightful. It was pretty traditional kind of like piece of slab of gingerbread and it was very gingery and which i like i don't know if you like do you like ginger do you like gingerbread i do i really i, I love how it's a bit spicy and it, and it yes. warms your body as you as you eat it i feel it like. is that kind of that spice thing and anyway so i want to talk a little bit about gingerbread um because it is a very kind of festive thing i mean i don't know about you but i used to buy i haven't had an opportunity this year otherwise i would have done it those big tins of like gingerbread biscuits from ikea that just like, oh yeah yeah, but oh. just a, a far too easy to eat, really. So probably shouldn't buy them. But um, yeah, um, so yeah, so it's just like gingerbreads everywhere at the moment. You've got gingerbread lattes, all this sort of thing. Um, but so where does it come from? Well, firstly, the word gingerbread is quite interesting itself. It comes from the old French word gigabras, which means gingered food. And in Middle English, which Middle English was spoken from approximately uh, 1150 AD to 1450 AD, there was a term became gingerbread, which evolved into gingerbread. So when we're talking about gingerbread, just from the etymology of the word, we're talking about quite an ancient thing. Yeah. It's an ancient, ancient thing. Yeah, I thought it was quite like a, in my mind, I thought it was like 1950s America, maybe gingerbread. But no, 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 I was completely wrong. So today we use the term gingerbread to describe a very broad range of sweet treats that combine ginger with honey, treacle or molasses, um, which is uh, delightful. I love molasses. But anyway, so it's a really interesting kind of um, concept. Now, food historians have actually tried to trace the origins of gingerbread and they've gotten it as far back as the ancient Egyptians. Of course, oh. <laughs> of course they would. Everything seems to go back to the ancient Egyptians um, who used it for ceremonial purposes. And apparently the ancient Greeks followed suit with the first known recipe for gingerbread around 2400 BC. Mm. So um, it's quite an ancient food. Yeah. Now, um, so what's interesting, though, is when trade with Asia during the Middle Ages, that made ginger and other spices actually um, accessible to Europeans, well, at least to wealthy Europeans, the idea of gingerbread spread across the continent. So an early European gingerbread recipe that I found involved making a paste of stale breadcrumbs, ground almonds, rose water, sugar and ginger. Now, we get if we skip ahead a little bit to the 16th century, the recipes replaced stale breadcrumbs with flour, probably a good decision, and mm -hmm. added honey for a sweeter taste and a slightly lighter feel, right? Now, um, this is really interesting. So at this time, cooks sometimes added fragrant ginger or crumbled gingerbread to recipes to also mask the smell of preserved meat. So I'm going to talk about that in a bit um, as well, that gingerbread was actually like a part of the savory dishes in ancient times as well. We'll, talk, we'll come back to that. 
So um, this is this is a really interesting idea of kind of like having gingerbread. Now, of course, when we talk about gingerbread, um, we have a lot of holiday customs of making a gingerbread house and decorating that, right? And apparently this is something that happened in Germany in the 16th century. There they elaborately decorated gingerbread cookie-walled houses and they used to put them in bakery shop windows. So it wasn't something you did at home. Yeah, it was... Would it, which would have been beautiful, right? Like snow outside and like little, little cute little gingerbread house in the window of and a candlelit shop. And it always smelled shop. so delicious as you walk mm. past as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so, um, so it's quite interesting. And then, of course, we see the gingerbread house in pop culture of the time, so in 1812, um, where the Brothers Grimm fairy tale of Hansel and Gretel, of course, and that really cemented this idea of the gingerbread house because the story spread. Um, and in the story, you know, the two lost children, Hansel and Gretel, discover this house in the deep forest that's built entirely of treats, basically a big gingerbread house, right? So, um, of course, it's a bit morbid that we're then like, oh, you know what? I mean, they got eaten or something, by the way because grim fairy tales are awful. But, you know, the house, that sounds tasty. We should do that for the rest of time, you know? <laughs> um, so it's, it's quite interesting. So um, we also see in the first uh, American cookbook, uh, the first known American cookbook, which is called American Cookery, which was published in 1796, included three different types of gingerbread. Um, so it's obviously such a popular, a popular idea. Um, to have these different kinds of, like, you know, different recipes. And in 1875, um, there was a story called The Gingerbread Boy. And this was the story of a boy-shaped gingerbread cookie who brags to everyone he meets that they can't catch him. Um, and, of course, we know that, you know, like, catch me, catch me. So I'm running. Well, how does it go? Run, as run, as, as fast as you fast can. As you, can. <laughs> you can't catch me. I'm the gingerbread, I'm the gingerbread man. man. There you go. So we all know that. Right, but I had no idea it came from this particular story, which first appeared in a children's periodical called St. Nicholas Magazine. Um, I had no idea. And that's, that's how that human-shaped gingerbread cookie idea was born, really, was from this, um, from this story. Now, according to Swedish folk tradition, gingerbread man cookies can have magical powers. And the custom says to place the cookie, which Swedes call a pepparkakor, which is adorable, <laughs> in your in your open palm and make a wish. Then break the cookie with your other hand. If the gingerbread breaks into three pieces, your wish will come true. So apparently that's something to try. Mm. It's a good excuse to get out and buy some gingerbread, man. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that was, yes. Yeah, so that was a run, run as fast as you can. You can't catch me on the gingerbread, man. Um, but uh, so we have all these different ideas of like using gingerbread and things like that. But this concept of preserved ginger um, wasn't always applied to um, sweet treats. Like ginger has always been quite medicinal. Like ginger root was first cultivated in ancient China where it was commonly used as a medical treatment and still is today. Obviously, Chinese cuisine has a lot of ginger in it, which is um, amazing. I think I should do a whole show on just ginger one day. But um for now, focusing on the gingerbread. Um, but so there's this, all these ideas of like making it into a, a bread concept. And then when you have, um, we get to this idea of like medieval times where people start kind of decorating them. And apparently they were used as propaganda. Now, this is what, this is what I find really interesting. So apparently um, there was the church in, let me just find this again, the church in, um, in medieval times used to make these decorated uh, big sheets of big sheets of gingerbread and then they would cut them out and they would decorate them with kind of like biblical scenes oh. and then kind of like share them like take them around to tell people about them about like you know these sort of like you know tell people about 
teach people about God and teach people about um, you know things using these cookies, which I was like, it's, maybe that's where the <laughs> maybe that's where the concept of the gingerbread house came from. You know, like you've got a bit of an ulterior motive with a sweet treat in the middle of a situation. Um, but yeah, so they're basically almost used as like a form of propaganda that that people were, um, you know, taking them around and and uh, using them to kind of act out little stories, which I think is uh, pretty adorable, to be honest. Um, I love finding when I was doing research for this column. There's so many of these amazing kind of old gingerbread recipes. Um, like for example, here's one from um, London in 1888. Um, so it's a long time ago. 1888. 1888. So they said, take. It actually sounds really amazing. So it says, take a quart of honey, boil it and skim it clean. Add saffron and powdered pepper. Add grated bread to make it thick enough to slice. Take powdered cinnamon and sprinkle it on. Then make it into a square like you would have it sliced. When you slice it, add box leaves stuck on with cloves, and if you would like, red um, to color it. Oh. Right? So this is really interesting. So this is like, and that's not in, that's um, that's written in, like, modern English, right? But before it was written in, um, in, in old, old English, English, that recipe. Um, and, of course, the thing is that we think about, like, as I sort of mentioned there, saffron. Saffron is incredibly expensive. A lot of spices are very expensive, to be honest. And so if you served, if you were serving a generously spiced food, like something like a thick, like a dense gingerbread loaf, like that was described in that recipe, um, you know, and it was sprinkled with cinnamon, it was a way of demonstrating your wealth. It was saying, look at all the spices I have. <laughs> You know, look, look, look what at I, all look the at saffron the, I can afford. Exactly, which is quite a lot, really. Like, let's be honest, that's probably quite an overpowering recipe, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it was really, it was, a, it was a little bit about showing off to your guests. And it was also, um, it had a practical purpose at feasts. So um, as I mentioned, um, using gingerbread um, to kind of like uh, flavor other things, gingerbread was served as a sweet meat at the end of a meal, um, uh, in this sort of at this time, and this was, um, you know, to kind of fill this void between gorging yourself on food. <laughs> they literally had a void they needed to fill, and it was the term used uh, for where they would be cleaning the ta- clearing the tables between courses. And by the 15th century, the voidee, which was described the sweet course served at the end of the meal, which was meant to aid digestion and sweeten the breath. And I'm like, yes, I can, I can imagine that if you were eating something uh, gingerbread, gingerbready, it wouldn't probably wouldn't. I mean, sugar's not going to be great for you, but that ginger would kind of be quite palate cleansing in a way. Um, you know, it has always been praised for its abilities. Like ginger's always, you know, something people talk about a lot with digestion. If you have a bad tummy or something like that, or you need to clear yourself out. So that's obviously something that has to happen. Um, so yeah, so and and people have used them for lots and lots of different reasons um, in terms of creating this kind of idea of uh, uh, like a a really luxurious sweet treat in the holidays. But of course, when we're talking about before people using honey, um, it also has a bit of an undertone, a undercurrent as the recipe evolved to use sugar. um, Mm -hmm. This was also uh, not a great thing because as Britain, you know, went around and uh, pillaged the Caribbean and America, the, the price of sugar and treacle came down too because they were, they were bringing them in, you know, with a high human cost, the expansion of Caribbean plantations and exploiting enslaved Africans to work on them. 
So uh, they had this idea of like creating treacle and sugar. It was also making sweet recipes more accessible to people, but sugar was also something which was very much embroiled in, like paid a big price for, right? Mm. Um, so that was quite, um, which is very, very sad. So um, as I mentioned earlier on as well with the recipe, this idea of like it used to be kind of a way of kind of using some stuff up as well, like using breadcrumbs and then being replaced as flour. Old breadcrumbs, yeah. Old bread, stale breadcrumbs. Which actually sounds like a delightful way to, to stomach them, right? You're like, do I've got all these breadcrumbs? I'm like, well, you could just fill them with spices and sweet <laughs> you won't stuff. Taste and it, then we'll exactly. eat. You won't taste it. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. It's supposed to be chewy and disgusting. That's what we're looking for. Um, so yeah, so it's um, so yeah, so it's been quite it's quite an interesting thing um, in that way gingerbread. Now I have tried to make gingerbread before, and have I am you? not a baker. Wow. I am not no. I'm, I was a massive failure, Noreen. Yeah. I'm not a baker. I am really. I'm, I, I'd say I'm an okay cook. I am not a baker. Do you bake? Not really. I've never made gingerbread before. I always think it's really hard to make, and it's just so much easier to 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 buy the the sets that the, you know the ready made sets and decorate yeah. it with the kids. Gosh, I mean, what was your experience like? What, what went wrong? Oh, well, I mean, where do I start, if I'm being honest? <laughs> <laughs> it was, my batter was too sticky, so you couldn't roll it out. Then it was, it wasn't quite sweet enough. I used too much flour to get rid of the stickiness, so then it was just very floury. It was a disaster. But did it taste it nice? Did it no, still taste like? No, it tasted like... horrible. <laughs> no, it was awful. It was really awful. Genuinely awful. Um, but if you put I, I mean, saffron I, in it, then it would have masked the taste. <laughs> I could have elevated it yeah. a little bit, yeah, for sure. But um, I think it's just that thing of, um, yeah, I mean, now I'm looking back and realizing that people have been making it for such a long time. I mean, I should have tried it a bit harder, tried a bit harder <laughs> to do it properly, right? Um, but of course, we do have this, this, this connection to festive occasions that we have is perhaps not surprising um, because um, uh, Queen Victoria... Uh, apparently gave, um, used this as like, again, you're doing a show of wealth, you're doing a treat. She gave her beloved King Charles Spaniel, Dash, it was a dog, two bits of gingerbread surrounded with branches of holly and candles for Christmas in 1833. And as ridiculous as that sounds, I definitely know people who buy their dogs elaborate treats. Oh, (laughs) you know, dog treats are sometimes, I mean, not sometimes, but more expensive. Dog cakes are, because, you know, I live in Kennedy Town, so there's a a dog cake shop. And I look, they look really yummy. And I peered, you know, my my head into it and I realized it was for dogs and it was so expensive. Oh, absolutely. So, well, this apparently started with Queen Victoria's dog, Dash. So she was giving her dog... um giving her dog gingerbread treats so that I guess that just would have set the tone really wouldn't it um but anyway so that's a lot about gingerbread um and now of course we have lots of um like lots of different variations it's a lot more widely accessible but I think when you do have as like I tried some from a school fair recently some gingerbread that was properly like you could taste it was like a proper gingerbread recipe like it was a really thick gooey um biscuit kind of shape and it was it was it was it wasn't kind of um it wasn't kind of light and cheap. It, it tasted really spiced. The ginger flavor was really strong. And I was like, wow, this is probably what it was supposed to be. Um, but it was absolutely delightful. 
Uh, we, have have a, we, we have a, a quick comment from Helga on Facebook, and she says, Ooh. in Belgium, we eat slices of gingerbread year-round, for example, with breakfast. Same, same goes for ginger snaps, uh, which is what gingerbread men are actually, not the soft, bready treat. And ginger snaps play an important role for Sinterklaas, St. Nicholas, uh, the highlight of the year for children on December the 6th. Uh, then they are shaped in the form of Sinterklaas or his sidekick. Well, thank you very much. Oh, thank you for sharing Helga. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. That just makes you think, like, I definitely think I could trade my culture for another one that has more gingerbread in the year round. <laughs> and ginger snaps as well. Wow. Oh, that's the one. Yeah. What a delight. Thank you. Um, I have one quote to finish on today, Noreen. Sure, go for which it. Which is William Shakespeare from Love's Labour's Lost, who said, and, had, and I had but one penny in the world, thou shouldst have it to buy gingerbread. <laughs> I didn't realise there was a gingerbread reference in William Shakespeare's Oh, he was probably work. munching on it while he was writing. It would have been his productive, his writing snap. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Cruz, thank you so much for, for choosing such a delightful topic uh, for us this morning. And, and I hope we can get our hands on some gingerbread uh, perhaps this week. Thank you so much. No problem. Take care.